0: Okay. Um but yeah, I think I think we're we're ready to just jump on in, yeah?
1: Uh actually one second. I Sarah, will you explain what I'm doing? Uh
2: yeah, I'm sorry. Just hold for one moment kind of yeah.
3: like making an online
2: purchase. What <laughs> <laughs>
0: what what what's, what's, what's you buying? Just it,
3: shopping for jeans.
2: <laughs> uh no, just some fancy pillows that are only available during specific windows. Oh, oh my God. Tell me everything. <laughs> um, it's this company called, how, how would you say this name? Uh,
1: Keiku, K-A-E-K-O-O. Okay. okay. They, make, they make pillow covers that are, like, handmade
2: yeah. and really good designs it's like a cool women's art collective that does these like woven designs so they're only available at certain times listen i'm sorry oh my God. i don't know why they're only available right now <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is so extremely my shit i'm very excited yeah, for you
2: they're really beautiful please oh. do look them up and enjoy but um, i'll send
3: this to sarah for her to put in the i'll
2: put in the show notes <laughs> but i'm so sorry for delaying us. So that this is this is done now
3: yeah <laughs> oh so good Yes, just it's done, done now,
2: and now we can actually record. I apologize; we're so unprofessional.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is
1: great. This is great. Yeah, I guess we should be quiet for a minute, and then I say, "Welcome to." Yes. The
3: show. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just go for it.
1: All right, welcome to Pack Your Mics. If you're concerned, you should be. This is not the sweet dulcet tones of Alex Falcone. This is Kyle in Los Angeles. Alex is in Philadelphia uh, tracking down Nick Elmy to act out his vengeance. Uh, (laughs) We are here to talk about season 16, episode 8 of Top Chef, whatever floats your boat. Uh, I am here in Los Angeles with uh, new Sarah. Hello. Uh, And coming in, Uh, from Portland in the, uh, uh, (laughs) the, the headroom, uh, Megan in Portland. Hello. Uh, and on the East coast in New York, we have Chris and Tanya.
3: Hey, hi. Hi. Um,
1: so we are going to talk about, uh, this week's episode. Uh, but before we get into that, we wanted to kind of have a serious somber moment, uh, If you didn't know, on Friday, uh, Chef Fati from last season uh, passed away. Yeah. Fatima Uh,
2: Ali. Yeah.
1: Fatima Ali. And we just want to take a minute to recognize that and kind of talk about why she was uh, a, a really great person that we love.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll start just that I'll miss her. It sucks that she's gone. She was super fun to watch on TV. She had a really great energy and was like her passion for cooking and food was always like right there at the surface. And it was, it was really infectious. And so, yeah, it sucks.
3: You stole what I was going to say. I I completely We didn't talk about this at all. No, no, we did not. But I think that's, I mean, that's what, what made her so special when she was on the show and what continued to Make her so electric, even just to follow on Instagram, which sounds so petty and small, but really, she just had a way of really lighting up. um, I don't know, like just like making you feel like so excited about whatever she was excited about. And that's such a a wonderful and, and rare quality. And especially, I mean, as we are in the like hobby business of watching people through a screen talk about something that you should be able to experience with your taste buds. Like it's so important to have somebody who really translates that. And she did such a beautiful job of that. And, you know, her excitement for the show and all the people that she, you know, worked with and everybody that she, you know, interacted with, it was just, um, it was just so wonderful and exciting to, to know that she was out there and it's really, I mean, it does, it feels, it feels like a real light has gone out and, and it's, it's nice to take some time to, to recognize that. And we we loved you. We'll miss you. That's my, my two cents. Yeah. I just,
4: I really admired her sort of warm hearted admiration for other people. And that just came across so strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I first noticed it in the first episode when she talked about uh, how much Padma meant to her uh, growing up and just how much she admired her. And then you know, it was just sort of a theme throughout the whole season. Yeah. Um, she just had such a um such a warm hearted uh, admiration and um and love for other people, and it was just really amazing to watch. Um, and she also had such a great sense of humor. Um, I yeah. I really remember the um camping episode when they had to go to that national park and it was oh snowing, God. and <laughs> oh. she just yeah. she just uh, I, she was so funny during that episode, and I just, I, I really remember that, so.
2: Yeah, and her talking about um, Taylor Swift, too. Sure. Was one of my favorite talking head interviews from the season, <laughs> yeah. where I can't remember what the, like, miscommunication was, but someone, like, tried to, like, move on and talk to something else, and she thought they were asking, like, which tour you went to, and she's like, well, 1989, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just love that. Yeah, she was a really seemed like a very thoughtful, very kind person, and her writing uh, the couple of pieces that she wrote um, in the last year after her cancer came back were really beautiful mm-hmm. and and pretty difficult to to read because they were very like raw but they were mind blowing they were really great
1: yeah I, it it was you I echo everything you all have said, and I think that was kind of surprised me was that like it felt like she's someone who I'd just been a fan of for years even though we just like found out about her last season and she just has the type of personality that it, it she, she's the type of joyful positive presence that just made like me feel warm and I felt like I'd had that in my life a lot longer than it actually had been when I look back at it. And that was kind of tough to recognize and kind of made it hit a lot harder. It really like puts into place how unfair cancer is. Yeah, Yeah.
0: absolutely. Totally. Well, we miss you, Chef Ati.
2: Yeah. best. you know, sending lots of, lots of love to her family and loved ones. This has got to be a hell of a time.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: For sure. And, now we we get to houseboats
2: and yeah. the
3: houseboat party
2: right, oh, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, i'm mean, gonna go to this big big lake
3: yeah kyle i need you to don some shorts and step into a hot tub yeah um, and just son? for a couple of hours just in for in the a couple of, of hours in full sun if you could just do that for the team and if you could complain I
0: mean, that it's hot even though you knew it was a hot tub going in that would uh, be real good
1: honestly if you had told me two days ago that you make porchetta by standing in a hot tub for hours at a time in the sun, I would have believed you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: The part that weirded me out the most about that was that he was wearing shoes.
0: Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure he was.
3: Oh, and socks pulled all the way up.
2: Yeah, it was so... So odd I mean I guess if you have to like jump out of the hot tub and like run somewhere you probably want the traction but you'll also be squishing around in soggy shoes
4: yeah yeah but we,
1: we can we can come back to soggy shoes later but we need to get everyone on the same page uh, the episode begins with everyone uh, emotionally exhausted
0: yeah from just uh, being after, yelled at by mom and dad basically mm-hmm,
1: after realizing that they are not living the lives that their parents expected they would live mm uh and their treat is to get to go fishing or just to go to the lake just go boat uh, uh, we we learned that kentucky has more coastline than florida which mm-hmm. sounds insane
4: that feels to me, extreme
3: that doesn't yeah, seem I, right
4: i am so glad to know that because uh that's a trivia fact that will come in handy uh at, at a party oh, oh absolutely you know because we all know that the uh, key to a good party is trivia, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
3: how <laughs> you is, throw is, is a good that party. true? I've never identified so strongly with anyone as I did with yes. Eddie when he got his quote-unquote advantage. <laughs> and he was like, this is not, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me. I <laughs> oh was God. like, yeah, yeah, buddy.
1: Yes, so Eddie has uh, the privilege of picking his team. We are going to have two teams tasked with uh, hosting dueling parties for 100 potentially Drunk people on houseboats. Yeah. Uh, uh, The uh, parties are going to vote uh, on who wins, so they decide who wins and loses. Eddie gets to pick his entire team all at once, uh, and in a panic, he just starts saying names at random.
0: (laughs) Who am I looking at? Uh, That lamp, the glad wrap, Brian.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The ghost of Tom's anger.
0: (laughs) And Eddie. Oh, that was a mirror. Crap.
1: Uh, but Eddie picks uh, Adrian, Michelle, David, and Brian, uh-huh. leaving Team The Unpicked, a.k.a. Team Relaxed, a.k.a. Team Jiggle Juice, yes. Sarah, Kelsey, Eric, and Justin. Uh, and just seeing those side by side, I had a very clear idea of how this was going to
3: go.
0: Yeah, you're hosting a party where the goal is to be fun, and uh, Eddie and Brian are on the same team.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian's yeah. idea is Serious fun. Serious boys. It's-
0: Simmering himself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Does my pain and sacrifice mean nothing to you? Why are you not having fun?
1: <laughs> uh, yes. So uh, they set out and their amazing BMWs using the X2 navigation to. I mean, I guess
2: Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, go to Whole Foods with just their voices. And sorry, you guys.
4: What? So. They, like, said, like, okay, we want to go here, and then the, um, the system read something back to them, and I could not hear it either time. It Do you know so what they scary.
2: said? I <laughs> it was just like, now we are going to Whole Foods. But it was that really, like, aggressive lady robot voice that yeah. I feel like is the voice of the satellite control system in an action movie. Sure. And I don't know why it is in my car.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's <laughs> what a, you know, sort of Bavarian engineer would find reassuring. You know, yeah. Yeah. like like very confident, uh, you know, serious lady voice. She's
3: aggressive, but she is also smart. Yeah. <laughs> the fun thing is, she's, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> she knows what she wants. She gets it.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so everyone heads to Whole Foods in Louisville. Yeah. Uh, team Relaxed it seems to be immediately on the same page of having just very fun stuff you want to eat in the summer, which yeah. seems like good strategy based on how much everyone sweats over the course of the episode.
0: Yeah. Also oh, on the drive. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, it just looked so hot the entire time. I was like uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: Wow. Sure. Same. Sure. Sure same, sure, same, same, same. It was fun that Team Relaxed, the green team, each of their two cars were like, oh, thank God we're not on that that other team. Like. Yeah. Like, oh, we're gonna throw a party. Cool. We got Kelsey and Sarah and Eric and Justin. Let's let's do yeah. this. Yeah.
1: And the other, the other team, Eddie's team, is saying like, what do you what do you do at parties? How how to party?
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> See, that was the car I related to a lot. I did, I did too. too. I did too. <laughs>
4: yeah. When Mich- <laughs> when when Brian was asking Michelle, like, what are we gonna do to make our party fun, and she
3: was like. Trivia?
4: Yes. I, I was like,
3: I'd go to that party.
2: <laughs> I would go to this to date houseboat for sure.
3: Yeah. I'd be like, well, at least I don't have to cheer every time someone like walks on the boat. Like, why were they <laughs> always cheering? I'm
2: <That's> so loud. <laughs> <laughs> having a
3: good time. Uh, but they
1: set up, uh, they, they take the approach that uh, Team Green, Team Relaxed is going to have a real classic Southern party. With some oysters, fried fish, and lobster rolls, while Team Eddie, uh, Team Reserved and Mature, uh, is going to have an upscale soiree uh, with uh, shrimp and shrimp prosciutto lollipops, uh, salmon tacos, seafood dumplings, and porchetta in a boat. Uh, I typed in my notes, ha ha ha, good luck, bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he can make a porchetta in his sleep, apparently. Right,
3: Which you shouldn't do. Do not
0: try this at home. Yeah. So the chefs, they like start in the afternoon, I guess, on these boats and they have until noon the next day to like cook. So they're just like staying up all night, slow cooking a bunch of stuff and doing all the decoration and yeah.
1: Yeah. Get it on. And it also happens to be two boats owned
3: by the below deck captains.
2: Or represented by. Do any of you guys watch below deck?
3: No, I've no. heard it's really fun, but I have never seen it.
2: Yeah, me too. I was like, "Oh, this cross promotion!" Like, I knew I was supposed to recognize these fine boat captains, but I did not. I was just curious if anyone knew more about them.
3: No, in my in my mind, I wanted them to like live together in a mansion with a tiger, just based on like their general demeanor. <laughs> but I, I understand that mind. that is not what's happening.
2: I every time they came on screen, I was
3: like, "Huh, who's that? <laughs> I was pretty into them by the end. Like the guy who was like, I want to be naked. I was like, okay, this is, yeah, this yeah. is a lot.
0: Captain Put Lee. blow
3: off all my clothes.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think I said, sir, those are your employees at the moment. <laughs> Out laughed to him. Yeah. Uh,
1: but they get, they get toward toward or they get tours of their boats, uh, the green team names their boat Susan slash Deborah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and the blue team doesn't give their boat a name. Maybe that will come back to haunt them in the coming hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they should have named it's is right.
0: their, their power system, because that's what failed.
1: Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Speak, it, speak its name, and you shall have dominion over it.
0: Mm.
3: <laughs> you know that uh, old they, captain saying. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. Speak the
1: name of your ship, and shall sail where you bleed.
0: <laughs> wow! Where ye bleed? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, this is all coming together.
1: Uh, but we get to cooking. Uh, the teams get to work doing prep. They seem to have a ton of time to set up for this party. Like, Agreed.
2: Did this feel? It felt like the longest challenge ever. It felt almost like another Restaurant Wars in its sort of requirements to me. Yes, mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit because they had to decorate too. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. they had to decorate, but also like. It almost seemed like a monkey's paw, like, you have all this time. What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. When they were making dishes that were, like, really good and didn't seem overnight prep intensive.
3: I know. I got to say, like, mm-hmm. a shrimp lollipop, like, I was surprised that that took, like, 13 hours.
0: <laughs> like, well, you have the time to, like, brine things very slowly and, yeah. you know, to try to get a lot of flavor in.
3: Yeah, I guess I just, yeah, the whole, it was just surprising to me, like, at the end when Brian comments on having been up for 24 hours, I was like, but was that necessary? like Mm -hmm. Which, like, maybe I just don't understand the intricacies of of prep, but yeah, it seemed like a lot of time.
2: Or, like, how his meat was being cooked. I guess we'll probably come back to that when we talk about, like, judgment and stuff and how they finally turned out, but it was kind of confusing to me to track how everything was getting made when the power went out.
0: Yeah. And like, they so they lost their
2: ranges. Yeah, the
0: blue pa- the blue team lost uh, the power in their like basically kitchen, and so they only had auxiliary power on like extension cords. So they brought out like induction burners and some like sterno and chafing dishes and stuff like that, and were like skating by. But I'm sure that slowed everything down quite a bit.
3: Yeah. Maybe,
1: yeah. May, I mean, I'm sure it slowed down Brian's because he did like porchetta is something that you cook for a long time. Yeah. And he was making like five of those bad boys. But I, went,
4: I wondered about that, though, because it seemed like he finished prepping them and then the ovens came on. I, I was unclear on that because mm-hmm. um, he did have the other team's ovens that he could have used if he needed to get. The I was about earlier, to say, right?
0: yeah, yeah, green yeah. team were, were good, good competitors and said, hey, we're not using our ovens. If you need ovens, come on over. You know,
3: and I remember he also like I don't remember if he said it to Eddie or if he said it to camera, but he was like, "If the ovens don't come back on by one a m we are screwed, yeah, like, I need to have this stuff cooking by then, and then the ovens came back on at like eleven forty five so it seemed like everything was fine, yeah,
2: yeah, and I did appreciate that the judges asked about that later, like they acknowledged it because we were saying, like if this is actually gonna." prevent them from cooking they have to take that into consideration of course, like, of course of course yeah even reschedule or something because you can't like that's you know at a certain point i'm sure that becomes insurmountable
1: yeah totally and the other thing that they mentioned like midway through that i wasn't even thinking of is the power block knocked out their ac yeah. so uh, yeah they were trapped in a boat kitchen stressed about their challenge with no power boiling alive no with sense adrian of fun. who had the plague? <laughs> Yeah, with, with plague victim number one.
3: Oh, my God, Adrian.
1: <laughs> they were yeah. patient zero, and seeing it, her slowly deteriorate.
3: And it may have been that we saw, like, because we saw the preview for this episode, I was already aware that Adrian was going to get sick. But, like, when they were in the stew room at the top of the episode, I, like, looked at her and was like, mm, she doesn't look right. Like, something's yeah. ba- something bad is coming. Sure. And so then by the time she actually copped to feeling lousy, I was like, it's been too long. Like, don't let her touch the food.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, poor oh thing. man yeah I that's true so she probably bad.
1: she probably was contagious during the shopping
0: portion
3: oh, oh for God. sure Ugh. that whole food shut it down <laughs> <laughs> swab the decks
0: but aside from that i mean like the fact is adrian was sick they banded together and her tacos were probably the best dish of that team you know there were power issues but ultimately they got it sorted and yeah we're a little low on sleep but otherwise like or a lot of low on sleep But they managed to cook the dishes that they wanted to cook. So really, this episode for me was like, you know, still like team fun party versus team highfalutin food. And they were like team fun party knew how to fun party. They had puppy chop. They had jello shots. They had like the crowd going. Their decor like was better. They just like seemed to be doing things like cooking to order. Everything was fresh in front of you. Like it just. I don't know. They, the Green team just did such a good job.
3: Yeah. And ultimately yeah, the only thing good. that was, Oh, go ahead.
2: But that's all I was going to say. It's just, yeah, it looked great. I would go.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Even though I am, I am team blue at heart in terms of like how I tend to operate. I wanted to go to the party boat, even if I wouldn't be popular mm-hmm. there. <laughs> I mean, we also knew that things
1: were going to be shaping up well for team party boat. When we found out this week's guest judge, yeah, returning after i i wish i had figured out how long he'd been gone but it was great to
0: see emerald back oh man. yeah it was so great yeah, to see emerald again oh other dad
2: i know I mean, we
3: have so many dads
2: wasn't it great to see our dads like sail majestically in on that little power boat oh yeah, my their god little, their little polos striking a pose yes it was so nice oh
3: their bellies roasting in the sun. Yeah, yeah. no, it was great.
2: <laughs> it
1: was great. And it just I love that Emerald seemed very comfortable in a houseboat.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. I just <laughs> I have, Emerald and Tom on boats should just be a series. Oh
3: man. I would just watch I would watch them reminisce with other people from like the same general like part of the country for hours. <laughs> like yeah. it's just so it's so delightful. It's so delightful.
0: Yeah. Like when they were talking about how David's from Elizabeth, New Jersey, also, they were both just like,
3: oh, oh, wow.
1: <laughs> I love that moment of just them being like, oh, you went to that pool? I went to that pool. That was my favorite place. Summers were the best.
3: Oh, man. Yeah. Or like that country
1: club, whatever it was. like Portuguese that, club.
0: Yeah.
3: Portuguese, <laughs> <The> Portuguese club. Portuguese <laughs> club. Get out of town. Like, oh, man, so good. Wow.
2: Yeah, that was a real delight. I, I love Emerald. I'm so glad he's back.
0: Yeah, In and he,
2: gentle, kind comment. He
0: is. He seems like a very kind judge. Like he's very mm-hmm. good and very sharp, but at the same time, like he has such a positive energy. Which mm-hmm. yeah. no shade against Nilu, but you I know. I was
3: about to say Nilu,
0: throwing Just shade
3: always, always a little shady.
0: She's mm-hmm. the hue of this season, I think.
3: Oh, oh yeah, wow. Hugh has not been invited back.
4: <laughs> Mm-mm.
1: No, they have Lady Hugh now. <laughs> That's weird to picture in my mind.
3: <laughs> Is it weird that it's not weird for me?
1: <laughs> but then uh, the night ends. We were 100 percent sure when they had the like loaded talking head where Team Green says we just did a lot of jiggle juice and then decided to nap for just about 45 minutes to an hour that we were going to smash cut to like 7 a.m. and they all we'll wake guys, up. Guys, we like, napped
0: for totally. eight hours.
3: <laughs> they're gonna be here in 15 minutes and we have been <laughs> asleep but no it seemed like they got up they were mm-hmm. like decorating like everyone
1: for like the power going out they got to shoot their shot and have the parties they wanted to have
3: yeah. i agree
0: yeah uh, and it's not like only one boat had a power out right green team had their power yeah, the out only with thing the, that uh, was fryer.
3: contagious was the uh, power going out as it turns out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It Was an incubation time, and Green's power out went right during service on the fryer, which you really need a lot of heat for. So then Eric was yes. just like, "Screw it! I'm gonna I'm gonna cook it in the kitchen and just run it, and and,
4: that uh, and to do an that awesome cool.
5: job." Yeah,
1: yeah the guests come in; uh, they seem to get hit pretty fast, but there aren't any real service problems. There's a hurdle that Green Team has to get to get through, but it from the editing, it looked like everyone. Made the food they wanted to. They were able to serve it. There wasn't uh, a disastrous problem of lines, and people seemed to like the food. Yeah, uh, I mean, at, when they were trying it, Emerald really enjoyed the oyster mignonette. Uh, I believe Padma said that puppy chow was either Padma or Emerald called puppy chow. Great boat food.
0: Oh, that was Emerald. Was he, was, he was like, great boat food.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which like, I hadn't considered that being a genre of food, but I, I feel strongly that I want to explore that space further. Yeah. Yeah. The, we need the next great boat food chef. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree.
0: I don't know. I like things don't that really... go well with Takate <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but we get the judges come in everyone's shocked at Brian wearing sneakers in a hot tub yeah uh, making that choice and then serving something that is not quite porchetta.
3: yeah
2: name thing right Why do they keep doing that
3: I know and Michelle very rightly points out like as when she first tastes it she's like, this is more like honey baked ham and I was like maybe mm-hmm. just call it that my dude <laughs> like don't mm-hmm. stick with your weird name choices totally
4: oh. although that that interestingly the judges did actually address that because we know that's like a big hang up of Tom's when you call something a name and it's not actually that, but oh, yeah. they did talk specifically about, well, if you had called this something else, would we have been as upset? And they mm-hmm. decided that they still would have, you know, had problems with it. So. Yeah. We
0: saw a, a shot of judges table that we did not see in the episode, but we saw it in last chance kitchen where Tom was like, yeah, the cooking on on the ham was really, really bad. Mm-hmm and it just yeah that's unfortunate happens he's so serious go ahead
1: oh no i think he was cooking in a fugue state so he had very little control over his actual body
3: yeah (laughs) he was
2: boiling himself
3: (laughs) yeah this is so true he really was putting himself through like an extra level of torture in like and we already know he's always like torturing himself in his mind but then like actively boiling yourself while you're like stressed out and like in the sun, like why do this? Why is this fun?
1: Mm-mm. That's not a party. That's not a party, Brian. I think <laughs> <laughs> you might, I'm not going to make that joke. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay. Good. Back, back away. Yeah. Uh, I'm stepping away. But it was just, I mean, it's it's always a bummer when someone truly loves and feels like they've, like built their reputation on one particular type of thing. And then the pressures of the competition leave them unable to fully show their potential in that area. Like I have no doubt that Brian is fantastic at butchering and cooking meat, but he did very poorly on both of those challenges back to back. And I, at that It sucks. It made me, like, really sad for him. Yeah,
0: totally. That must feel
2: extra disappointing.
0: I wonder if Mm -hmm. this is... I mean, because this is the second challenge where he stayed up all night. I mean, he pushes Mm -hmm. himself, and he's so hard on himself. I wonder if the stress of the competition and the grind of the competition got to him more quickly than it might somebody like, I don't know, Sarah. Yeah. No, that's
2: that's a good point. He has been going, like... Burning the candle at both ends, as they say. That's a yeah. big it's a big
3: candle. Yeah, it's a big, a, it's a big candle. candle and you're boiling the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> things are things are going to fall apart. It's not stable. <laughs> uh,
1: but we get to the end of the party. Uh, people seem to have a good time. Uh, the, the guests clearly had a better time at the green party, but they thought the food was a little bit more posh and upscale at the blue party. Okay, so the blue Um, party
0: accomplished what they were going for, at least, you know, in having a classier party. It's just 79% of the 100 guests really had more fun overall at the green team.
3: which like, And it
0: still tasted great.
3: I wanted to ask the group about this because rarely do we have a situation where the food is almost like not entirely secondary, but like just about on par with like the other elements of the challenge. Yeah. So like the fact that the crowd, like ultimately they were and, like, I mean, I'm going on like that one guy that we got on camera who was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, green party was more fun, but blue party had better food. It's a tough decision. But I felt like everybody kind of broke along the lines of like, I'd rather have a more fun party with like pretty good food as opposed to like a great like spread and like really like, wow, so you ever been on a boat before? <laughs> well, I have a thought on this.
0: Yeah. Sorry to jump in uh, or cut anybody off, but um, better food might mean something to that guy that maybe didn't mean the same thing to everybody because yeah. better food might just mean classier food because, That's exactly. you know, I think there's there's the right choices for the setting, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of the food because ultimately they weren't being judged too hard on you know how many balloons they put in the hot tub or whatever or how many brines they put on the hot tub. It was more <laughs> about, you know, like what is appropriate for this daytime, you know, sort of boat party thing. And it turns out something like puppy chow and cold oysters uh, is a way better choice than, you know, soup dumplings.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't hear the same feedback from the judges about, you know, th- that trade off. And so um, I wonder, I wondered about that too.
0: Yeah.
4: But um, so, yeah,
5: yeah.
1: It, we get to judges' table, and the d- decision that the party the party goers have made is that team Relax, team green uh, had a great time or provided a great time. They won. Uh, they're the winners. Yeah. Nilu highlighted Justin's watermelon salad, which like I didn't realize until they showed the picture of judges' table that it was like a big salad.
3: Yeah, Yeah. it's good. It looks so good.
1: And I think like that's going to be a crappy side. But his salad was like a little bit of watermelon, some big fried shrimp and like a meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That that looked really. I mean, I will say, like, even if the food was more casual, like, it all looked really fun, and I could imagine like going to that party and being like shooed away from the oysters because I was eating too many, and like they needed to <laughs> save some for the judges. I would be stealing <laughs> bags of puppy chow. Yeah, like. it, just, yes. it looked really like a good time. Like the food like enhanced the vibe, which is what you want. Yeah.
1: Kelsey's oyster, Emerald called it simple but well done, and Palmer really liked the puppy chow. She thought it was like – it's like the opposite of an amused bouche because you're not eating it real fast. It's like you're eating it while you're going around from dish to dish. Yeah. It's like the kind of like connective tissue of the party. Mm-hmm. Um, Emerald really liked the shrimp roll from Sarah. Eric, his fried fish was hot, uh, which was insane because he was cooking
2: – for. Oh, was he the? I thought his was hot consistently. It was Michelle, and then Michelle that Michelle had and the down. inconsistent. Okay, yeah. yeah right. I feel like
0: uh, I thought there was some some judge where something was cold had been fried a little bit ago, but it still was very crispy, and they could tell it was fried really well. And I thought yeah. that was Eric. that was Michelle's. Oh, it that was, was. okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
3: no. Eric's fish because he was frying it basically to order due to technical yeah. issues was hot. Yeah, which mm-hmm. which I also feel like whenever there's an outdoor challenge. Temperature play is like a really good thing to pay attention to. Yeah, like the fact that something's cold always gets you points, the yeah. fact that something's hot always gets you points. More so when you're like serving things outdoors.
0: Yeah, you can win a challenge mm-hmm. just for putting ice in a bowl and then a bowl on top of that bowl.
2: I was going to mention that, too. The ultimate (laughs) temperature play. That goddamn golf cart bowl of ice. You
0: know, I read a great article recently, and I'll try to throw up a link to it uh, in the notes, but where somebody ate at Jeremy Ford's restaurant, and it was amazing. Oh, Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. But
2: was there a bowl of ice?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just put your hand in.
2: (laughs) Every
1: dish served in a bowl of ice. (laughs) Uh, But based on the strength of her oyster, the perfect boat food puppy chow, and maybe just for, like, leading really well on that challenge, Kelsey ended up winning.
0: Yeah, well-deserved.
1: She's going to learn how to drive BMWs.
2: Yeah, what was that prize? Did you, anyone?
3: Oh, going to,
0: I thought it was going to the BMW driving school. Um, mm-hmm. for like basically race car driving class.
3: Isn't like M school? Yeah, isn't that, isn't that yeah. what they call it? Yeah. And I was like, that means nothing to me. M like, is explain BMW's yourself.
0: performance line, and yeah, oh. it's basically their their sort of racing school. Where uh, you know, hmm. uh, I've heard about people doing it, and it's really fun. So That's good job.
3: Great.
4: That would be like the opposite of a prize for me.
3: Yes. <laughs> I agree. I know. Can you imagine if like Michelle had won that prize? She'd be like, oh, no. Is there <laughs> trivia?
2: Why don't just like got really into it and was just like hauling ass around the BMW test track?
1: Yeah, she's, she becomes baby driver.
2: <laughs> uh, Megan, are you also a nervous driver as I am?
4: Yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah, so this would not work.
2: <laughs> no, I would be right there with you, like, no thank you. I will give this to Brian. <laughs> I can't give him the stage job, but I can't give him a racetrack experience.
4: <laughs> totally, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and this brings us to the losers. Uh, they, the, the Okay, team that sounds good. really harsh. <laughs> uh,
3: and now the losers, the non-party-knowing losers.
1: <laughs> the, uh, team Soiree, their food was just a bit off. Uh, but they could see, like, what was good about it. Like, it it, it was good dishes that just wasn't perfect. Uh, Michelle had her hot and cold fish that Emeril got hot and loved. Tom got cold and respected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, across the board, Eddie's shrimp lollipop was interesting, but a little bland because it kind of poached too early. It was rubbery.
0: Yeah. Uh, Neelu well, said it was it was nice to cook when she had it early in the event, but it was a bit rubbery by the time Tom got there. It yeah, like because he was,
1: I think he was the second party there, or yep, maybe not. Yeah.
5: Uh,
1: David, they just wanted a pot sticker. They didn't need that soup. They didn't want a dumpling soup. They just wanted a little seafood pot sticker.
2: Which honestly also sounds great. The the dumplings confounded me a little bit too.
1: I kind of didn't understand how turning that dumpling into a pot sticker was going to really change things. But
2: it makes it like a more of like a party finger food than like yeah. a dumpling stew, you know? Like that kinda of tracked for me more.
0: Wait, you it's eat pot stickers fun. with your hands? Can do. Okay.
2: I mean, if I was at a party and I felt awkward about
0: it, sure, yes. sure, sure.
3: <laughs> or I mean, or you could like you could spear a pot sticker on like a skewer and like grab it that way. Like that's yeah. that feels more like a casual like hanging out boat side kind of a thing. Whereas like soup dumplings problem, are just naturally unwieldy.
1: Yeah, my issue is when I w- we get a pot sticker, I'm like, well, I need to eat at least seven pot stickers to feel yes. any semblance of contented. Yeah. So if I'm getting one pot sticker. It better be the best pot sticker ever, and have like the, be the size of a fist.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree.
1: I thought at least well, with the soup, it seemed a little classy.
4: Yeah, it um, did sound like the flavors were really good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. And he was really positive the entire time, and I'm glad he didn't get sit home for being the one person be like, "Hey guys, we can still do this. We've got so much time."
2: <laughs> yeah, a little bit of of. Uh, irritated i wouldn't i think irritated is probably the strongest word i would use brian this episode who is uh snapping at david for being positive and suggesting alternatives to their cooking situation yeah. Yes. And uh, he got really mad after Judge's table, although it looked like Michelle immediately talked him down.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a surprising mm-hmm. moment when... I was surprised that he felt like other people needed to stick up for him as opposed to him just, mm-hmm. like, s- sticking up for himself. Like, why did he yeah. need somebody else to be like, listen, guys, he didn't sleep for 24 hours. Like, And also, why would that have mattered? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: yeah. Like they assume none of them are sleeping. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's
2: kind
4: of... A yeah, no one, no one got a lot of sleep, so... Um, but maybe that was part of the problem. Like if I hadn't slept in that long, I might be a little grumpy too. So,
2: <laughs> yes. yeah, that's a great point.
1: Yeah, very true. Um, but unfortunately, based on the porchetta that was not a porchetta, and maybe wasn't that great, if he had just called it Honey Bay Cam, uh, Brian was sent home soggy and boiled.
0: Yeah, boiled from and the he, waist down.
1: Yeah, and he got to ride a boat into the sunset or sunrise.
3: Yeah, that felt kind of bachelory.
2: It did. I was just, it was like the two on one date. And then one of you lives on this island forever. One assumes.
0: God, I do love that trope. It's so good. Yes.
1: But that takes to the end of the episode. And this brings us to. Ding, 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 ding.
3: Leaving it in.
2: I just took such a big swallow of coffee right before he did it.
3: (laughs) I was not expecting this.
2: I wasn't either. This is a little surprise.
1: Uh, That's Megan's mailbag. Megan's mailbag.
4: Woo! Uh, Well, thanks for everyone um, who wrote into the mailbag this week. I. Marianne on Twitter uh, writes, uh, "Title suggestion for this week's episode of Pack Your Mics. This isn't Eddie's happy face.
3: Ooh, oh no!
4: <laughs> I have to say he was pretty stressed out this this episode. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> um,
4: I, oh, go ahead. He's
1: very similar to Chidi from The Good Place. Sure. Where like the simplest experiences give him profound anxiety."
0: Yeah, although totally. picking picking flag football captains or whatever or team for your for your chef's thing like that that's pretty stressful because whoever you pick and whoever you don't pick
4: I don't know. Yeah, I sympathize totally. with him for sure. Yeah, I I very much sympathize with him like in all things. I also <laughs> <laughs> am very stressed out all the time over everything. So, anyway, um, uh, oh alchemy girl on Twitter writes as soon as Brian said I could cook a porchetta in my sleep i turned to my husband and said he's going home
3: yeah oh that's such a good tell totally (laughs) yeah
4: totally um carolyn writes in and says this challenge just shows that kelsey should have been head chef in restaurant wars she claimed to be able to spin during any issues and indeed she did when there was no lobster and, and kept the team in line yeah what do you guys think
2: Yeah, she was uniquely suited to this, as as she said, like working catering when you're in like weird sites all the time and constantly having to adapt. Like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that she's like unruffled and just like knocks it out in all of these weird kitchens. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's really Mm -hmm. good practice. Yeah, because she did well, and also in the dessert challenge when she was just in a like big house kitchen. Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: totally good. Yeah, definitely
4: felt like this played into a lot of her strong suits. Um, and... I
1: wonder if her strengths are maybe more in kind of like creating great experiences mm-hmm. that are in non-traditional settings like I, I I haven't seen like the chef chefiness
3: of her
2: really because I feel like this oyster was chefy no. as hell
3: No. It, it... <laughs> <laughs> I mean also chefy as hell is definitely yeah. a title for something I'm not even sure what <laughs>
1: I just feel like her, like, in this episode, seeing the way she, like, organized everyone and got everyone on the same page and problem solved. Like, that's something that lots of Top Chef contestants cannot do in any way, shape, or form. And, like, she was able to kind of react and create good food out of non-food-related hurdles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking out loud. I've never had this <laughs> thought before in my life. <laughs>
3: I have a lot of I have a lot of curiosity to see like more from Kelsey, and I think yeah. I, I in that way I like relate to what you're saying, Kyle. I feel like it's like we've gotten like sort of different aspects of her personality, and like she to me seems like like the edit on her has been more personality driven. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like it's been more about like kind of her like raucousness and maybe less about the food in some senses. Um, whereas other people I think have been represented as having like really interesting culinary ideas, um, which is like, I don't, I don't know how much to like blame the editor and maybe it's just my own ignorance or something, but like, I, I look forward to seeing more from her in the kitchen, I guess. Um, yeah,
1: it's like comparing how Brian's been edited, where he's talking about his like mindset behind the dishes he cooks and like how he's trying to make valentines and porchettas. And then with Kelsey, it's just her being very practical about like. I want to make something good mm-hmm. based on the situation we're in, and we yeah. haven't gotten the, like kind of culinary philosophy behind
3: what Kelsey cooks. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's totally accurate.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, Carolyn also noted that um, uh, uh, being really impressed with Eddie and uh, doing his dish, and also helping Adrian. Yeah, and doing it expertly, uh, just like he handled Brian's dish during restaurant wars, which I had forgotten. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: that's a really good point. Eddie mm-hmm. might be
0: an amazing <laughs> chef.
2: And no. no. You see, like,
0: <laughs> hey, guys, I don't know. It's just dawning on me. Like, they're all really is, talented. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie.
2: But the other thing that I liked is, like, the more to the, the Adrian thing is I did really appreciate that that was a non-issue,
0: ultimately. Yeah. Yeah, totally. that between Eddie and mm-hmm. Michelle, they could pick up the parts of the dish and really yeah. turn out something super successful.
2: Mm-hmm, I mean, she mm-hmm. was physically ill, so I don't think anyone was going to be like, well, you just wanted to go take it. Like at the point when judge's Pod table. was like, go sit down, please. Yeah. yeah. They like
3: sent her below decks. Cause she like stood yeah. in the sun for probably what was like 20 minutes. And everyone was like, she's going to fall green. down. <laughs> yeah.
4: You guys, it just occurred to me that she was on a boat this whole time. Like boats yeah. make people sick. When they're not sick, and so uh,
3: that sounds awful. Yeah, and they (laughs) like she. Yeah, they like said as she was going to lie down too. Like during prep, they were like, "She hasn't eaten all day," and I was like, "Man, so now she's been standing in the sun, not having eaten for probably like thirty-six hours." (laughs) Like this is a really this is a bad time.
1: I would have loved a shot of her just like down in the bedroom with like a bag of puppy chow, like slowly eating one at a time. Oh, <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just like murmuring, row, row, row your boat under her breath. <laughs> like, it's dark.
4: Um, This is sort of fast forwarding a little bit um, yeah. uh, to Last Chance Kitchen, but... A couple people noted. Jane uh, wrote in and said somehow the shared confessionals in Last Chance Kitchen were really charming.
0: I love a shared confessional. So nice. Mm -hmm. They need to do that more Mm -hmm. on the show. Show, I think.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And Aaron also wrote in to say the Brian Brandon bro love during Last Chance Kitchen made my made my heart happy. Yeah. Did anybody
3: know the deal with the like rubbing Vaseline on my butt later? Like, what was that? No. Like, what was that about? I don't know.
2: Or maybe that was another thing that they got, that got cut out of the,
3: something from before. Maybe he was just. Maybe
0: he was talking about how boiled his lower
3: half is. Or like he's gonna like get spanked. I don't know. I was very confused, but also like intrigued. (laughs) Wait a minute, let's go back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Also just all the dad puns. Oh, Tom. Tom's dad puns were off the charts. Yeah. He was in a great mood.
1: We could get to that in the last chance ki- or no yeah. chance kitchen. Okay.
0: Children, come on.
3: <laughs> okay. All right. We uh,
1: have a system. Alex has made me stick to it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we have so many dads, <laughs> too many dads. <laughs>
4: All right. Uh, well, we'll get, we'll get back to the uh, mailbag here. So, um, uh, Katie Lucy on Twitter, uh, says, um, this is also sort of, a, a forward look, uh, but that Nashville is not in Kentucky. No. Mm. True
3: statement. <laughs> Very true.
4: Uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of, it's kind of like the Washington or the Seattle episode. Yeah. Where they kind of. Went to Alaska?
3: Go to Alaska. <laughs> they like ran out of okay. Seattle stuff to do somehow, I guess. Well, that, this is,
1: I was talking about this last season when they announced Kentucky. I was like, they should just do Nashville. Nashville's more fun. It's so cool. And guess what? We're getting half a season in Nashville.
3: We're going to Nash Vegas. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: Right. Yeah. Um, we
4: got some feedback about our um, last podcast. Um, some people wrote in um, with some comments. Uh, at Aunt CMS on Twitter writes, um, in the podcast, you thought the sausage casings um, from last episode came from the pantry. Um, you actually get them from the butcher. Uh, mm. So I wonder if she chose casings from cattle because of the theme that would explain them being thicker than artificial casings from, or from a
3: smaller animal. Yeah, uh,
0: really good point.
2: Ooh, mm. i love butcher
3: knowledge
1: that's trivia i'm gonna use at a party
3: nice. <laughs> nobody needs to know about coastline i want to talk about casings i will be the king of the soiree
4: <laughs> <laughs> um adrian points out that this is this uh last episode was the second time on the show that they gave them a big meat challenge um yep. and then get mad that the chefs made things that were too dainty uh and points to the beefsteak episode from a few seasons ago. New Orleans, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Also, uh, uh, Adrian writes, if you want a history of Cincinnati chili, there is a podcast on The Sporkful um, where they talk about Cincinnati chili. So if anyone's interested in learning more. I'm
3: so scared to learn more. It (laughs) sounded
0: gross.
2: Yeah.
3: Just
0: yeah I'm sure it's good
3: I think yeah I have a feeling it like would surprise us like in in the eating whereas like the talking about did not it was not a good sell
2: yeah Uh, it's difficult it's difficult for me to parse eating
3: spaghetti with
2: a lot of cinnamon on it but I trust (laughs) the people I trust the people who are actually from that area and and know what they're talking about
3: Um, yeah I want to believe I think (laughs) we could leave it at that
1: (laughs) My perception of Cincinnati chili, and this might be getting a lot more mailbag comments, Uh-oh. is that Cincinnati chili is kind of like the chili you put on hot dogs in terms of like the overall texture, where it's like not really beany, it's like a, a, a really ground beef sludge.
3: Yeah, you're yeah. looking for more of a stodgy consistency like so sort it doesn't of, like um, run all over the a place. A
0: nondescript gloop. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's delicious and on top of spaghetti with some cheese on top.
3: Mm -hmm. is there cheese too yeah Yeah. there's cheese yeah Yeah. and it's It's usually cheddar right like that's what they were showing in pictures and i was like wow man you're really throwing a lot at me (laughs)
2: yeah i'm further confused now Wow. It's, the world is a beautiful mystery.
3: I feel like we just, this is our this is our Everest, like somehow we have to like <laughs> understand Cincinnati chili, but every time we try to talk about it, it like goes downhill very
2: quickly. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. Kyle has just pulled up a picture. There is indeed some, some cheddar cheese on top of it. Mm, my Yellow.
3: body feels bad.
2: <laughs> Daddy, this and some diced onions. Woo.
5: Hmm.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm crying oh, a little. Actually,
1: it's okay. In these two. I was wrong about the consistency. I'm getting real hungry now. Oh,
3: <laughs> curveball.
1: No. Oh, I'm all in on Cincinnati. I-, I didn't make this last week. I'm all in on any chili based dish.
3: Okay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I say I'm always right. suspicious. It doesn't really matter the style.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hope you doubt um. chili. Is that your new motto?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it just always feels like an aggressive choice.
0: Sorry, it's Megan. Like you were
3: <laughs> Chili comes at you fast. Anyway, back to mailbag. <laughs> um, Meredith writes in. Uh,
4: so, if you'll remember last episode, Alex was confused about he thought there might have been a canned uh, seafood situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Meredith uh, writes in with an encyclopedic knowledge about Top Chef. Um, Whoa. Oh my gosh. And yes. says if it's, if it's still bothering Alex, you can let him know that he was thinking of the canned clam incident from season five. Yes. Yes. Uh, which involved Hosea. So
3: um. I,
2: I love this listener. That is so <laughs> nice and like useful. And with the names and the yeah. exact ingredient, I am
3: impressed. Yes. Yeah. 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 Also way to bring up Hosea, who I forgot. Top chef existed. winner, Hosea. Yeah. We all oh remember that one.
2: Just a shape. <laughs> <laughs> with
4: some skill.
3: Meredith says
4: maybe one day there will be a Top Chef Jeopardy category and I will sweep it but until then my talents go mostly underutilized God God, she's
3: a hit at the parties that we go to I mean really you're always invited to this party and anytime Mm -hmm. you want to use your Top Chef knowledge to enhance our general experience we are ready yes
4: um and finally we have some uh some feedback on the uh the ding song
3: um, yeah.
0: so. Listen, it, uh, I, everybody every you... everybody wants it and it's fine
3: we can accept this also every time you say we have some feedback I like tense up like I'm about to be told that I'm very bad at everything no
4: <laughs> totally yeah oh, yeah. Like, I, I'm gonna have to avoid oh, that boy. every time I say it I'm like oh feedback. <laughs>
3: It's constructive. <laughs> it's constructive. It's gonna make you better after you stop crying. So just get ready. Just get. You, you just
4: have to really like you know, be good at accepting feedback. That's mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you gotta work on that. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a loaded term. Um, anyway, uh, Ali May on on Twitter says uh, the latest ding song has a certain charm, um, but I'm still holding out hope for a revival of dingling classic. Yeah. Justice for ding, ding
2: We got a lot of uh vintage fans in the
4: audience sure. here. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Ding a little uh, classic. Nice. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh at Leprechaun on Twitter says, Do you know that the new hashtag new ding song is from Come Baby Come by K seven? Oh. I did we, not. We didn't know that. I bet Alex uh, did. But No, he didn't. Oh, oh no. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I do I
1: recognize the song, but I would not have, like, looked it up, but I'm very thankful that this brave listener did.
4: Yes. yes.
3: Thank you very much. <laughs> and I guess thank you, K7. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the mailbag for this week.
0: Oh, thanks, thanks Megan. Yay! Thanks. And always a treat hearing from you guys. Keep uh, keep writing. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot to mention at the top, you can
1: send your questions to Megan's Mailbag uh, you can email them to mailbag at packyourmics. Uh, send them to us on Twitter at packyourmics. Uh, we're at Facebook backslash packyourmics. There's a pattern here. Uh, and we also <laughs> take comments on the web at our website, packyourmics.com.
5: Yeah. Uh,
3: comments on
1: the web. Comments on the web.
2: Comments on the web and download this blog.
1: Uh with that, it takes us to the place where you have no chances, no chance kitchen. Uh Brian is coming in after uh cooking his soggy porchetta. Uh, yeah. And he is tasked with facing his secret uh best friend, Brandon, yeah in a port redemption. Who knew? I I thought I would have thought they wouldn't like each other, but this the, the their relationship kind of Gives fuel to the theory that Brandon is actually like a really cool dude.
3: I know. I just, what I'm realizing, and I said this to Chris when we were watching last week's episode, uh, is that like Brandon is a totally decent guy and just has the like face and voice of a villain. And like, it's just, and I was like, what would you do if your kid showed up like this? Like, you can't help it. (laughs) He just like looks like somebody who's going to like put your head in a toilet, but he's actually a nice
0: person. It's like a nice, like thoughtful guy.
3: But he just like, he looks and sounds like such a bro. And like, it's so like incongruous in a a way. He
0: seems a lot like Paul Walker and She's All That.
3: Oh my gosh.
0: Oh.
2: (laughs) What a classic. Yeah. I just—I went to that little Jeep on the beach in my mind. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I have a lot of fondness for Brandon these days. It just took me a while. Like, I feel like when I first saw him, I was like, Oh no, no. But yeah, yeah. he's actually, he's really
1: nice. We had, I had a friend in college who is honestly the most attractive man I've ever met in my life. Uh, and it was a thing where like, you just want to see someone get like punched in the face and then you're like, all right, you're human. And now we can be friends. Yeah. yeah.
3: That's yeah. And
1: that's the kind of Brandon thing is like, now that he's on no chance kitchen, we've seen him brought down a peg and now he can be our true friend.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. In
1: my college friend, I didn't like hit him or assault him or anything. It was just like a <laughs> thought I always had and joked around with him about
3: because <laughs> yeah, it did. There's some weird, there's some weird tipping point with like attractiveness where at a certain level you're like, "Oh, I don't trust you anymore." Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you, you like don't this? Think like a real
1: person. You're not like me.
3: Yeah. Like you're factory made. Get out of here. Your hair has never moved. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, to in his test of pork redemption, Brian has an hour which is basically, like, an overnight challenge for Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, he has an hour to make something using pork ears, trotters, skin, and tail.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm, that was a table of horrors, I must say. Like, beautiful meat, but, like, those little flaps of pig skin next yeah. to the tails yeah. were, like, a lot to they, look at.
1: <laughs> it was very Silence of the Lambsy.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: yeah, buffed, like, a blanket of skin. If pigs could watch TV, this would be their saw.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah they come in uh they hit the ground running uh they had like really good banter back and forth and as we mentioned earlier tom was on fire with the puns
3: yeah oh man dad was uh, here a lot of
1: like things about first.
0: ears and uh tails and pig and just every Caleb dad crackling. joke that he could come up with was
1: um, like he, he's just making bad jokes all over the place. Uh, what they go for? It, uh, Brian goes for the uh, tails and ears to make a or a putinesca style dish, while Brandon gets a handful of everything out there uh, because he wants to show uh, how much he can do with these hard pieces of pork. Um, so yeah. they cook. Brian shows his innate fear of the pressure cooker.
2: Oh boy. Yeah. And I, I'm there with him. We have yeah. an instant pot now and I am I treat it like it is living and has malice towards
3: me. I <laughs> do the same thing, even yeah. when it's on. Like Chris will stand around and like put his hand on the handle while it's cooking and I'm like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> like oh, it's as goodness. though he's like making out with a live grenade. I'm just like, what is your problem?
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a very relatable Brian moment. Yeah. And also he forgot which one was in which, which is very funny.
3: Yes. I loved that the I liked the crowd participation. I also was pretty into Goth Mini.
2: Oh my gosh, yes. We made a note of her purple lipstick.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a nice change up.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I
1: mean like the fact that she doesn't know Glossier and still has that much style is truly astounding. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah and
3: also like, why won't she tell us about her blush? Did she ever tell us about her blush? No, I need I more might information. Like,
2: yeah, I might like politely tweet. I'm <laughs> I will. just
3: because even when she's not cooking, like there's some stuff going on. Like, she looks sh- amazing. Yeah, like tell me about them cheekbones though. Mm. <laughs> uh,
1: but we have a beautiful peanut gallery watching two best friends uh, pr- pressure cook some pig. We end up <laughs> with two really good dishes. Yeah. Uh, Brian makes pigtail putinesco with mussels and crispy pig ear on top. Yeah, uh, and Brian, Brandon has a really good-looking plate of trotter and tail Christini with celery salad, and then crispy pig ears with pimenton aioli. And I'm not an aioli fan, but just like looking at that, it looked really tasty.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that looks solid. Yeah, and solid. they both. I mean, Tom said both dishes were like fantastic, especially mm-hmm. given only an hour and with those kind of spare parts.
1: Yes, and it ultimately came down. To Brandon's decision to use more piggy parts.
0: Which I was definitely throwing shade on early. I was like, what is he going for? Extra credit? It's not going to make him better at it. But if all things being equal, he showcased the product better. You know? Yeah. Mm If you're
5: making sense. Yeah.
3: This felt to me like a really ideal outcome. Like this is kind Mm -hmm. of the way you want every challenge to go. Where everybody cooks their butt off. They do a super great job. And it comes down to like somebody's like... Uh, strategy that they listed out at the beginning totally working out for them like yeah. that all of those elements just felt so satisfying
0: yeah you see the thought yeah. process and uh, you know everybody competes at a high level
1: it's good I, I wonder
3: what it is about Last Chance
1: Kitchen because I think they I don't know if it's through challenge design or just sheer editing that they're able to make it look like the, it's a lot more competitive than the regular show challenges are
2: Mm -hmm. It's probably the shortened time, I would assume. Yeah. It's like much more direct. You're just cooking head to head and you really do have a short amount of time and more specific restrictions than some of the main challenges do. So I think that that lends itself to like that extra intensity and like competitiveness. And also at that point, you have nothing to lose, you know? So I feel like sometimes you get better performances out of people because they don't have. Yeah. It's like, what can you do? Not put like send me home. Like, yeah, I already did that.
3: Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. And they just, they do design the challenges so well. I really, really love that they've turned it. It seems like a relatively recent thing, right? Where they've turned it into like a, a, here was your fatal flaw. So let's see if you can like, yeah. It type of thing. And I love that. It seems so nice to like, especially for someone like Brian to like get a chance to show that he, knows his stuff with meat and he can make something delicious. Yeah.
3: Agreed. Yeah. I think that redemption arc feels good. Even when somebody doesn't end up staying in last chance kitchen, like it, it feels nice to have them get that like last, like hurrah and like sort of the last Mm -hmm. word almost to say like, listen, I do know this. I am good at this. And like to have Tom acknowledge you and, you know, see what you're capable of, um, for one last time is really, it's really satisfying.
4: Yeah.
3: It's great.
1: Um, Yeah, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, Do we have any final thoughts, any predictions for what we're going to see in the coming weeks uh, in Nashville, Tennessee?
3: we just have so many chefs still. And I like, I yeah. like yeah. all of them. Yeah. I kind of don't know what to do. Like this season feels like it's been going forever. And then we, we have still have eight left chefs left left. to go. Like, yeah. are they like, They're going to be like, welcome to Nashville. Five of you will be going home tonight. <laughs> like, <laughs> how is this a, still a show? <laughs> what is yeah, going totally. on?
4: That was another comment we actually got in the mailbag that I didn't read, but Adrian mentioned uh, that it feels like the season has lasted forever and wonders if it's because restaurant wars already happened. And so we kind of,
3: yeah it was two episodes. Yeah. our natural demarcation point and actually that's a great point that it was two episodes i think that totally has like extended the feel of this season
1: mm-hmm. because of the thing where like they eliminated two chefs in restaurant wars but when you do regular episodes you get to learn more about the chefs because you have basically four challenges to see how they cook Mm -hmm. And instead they just did restaurant wars. So you just get to see them do restaurant wars in a hectic environment. So we really didn't get to learn as much about people over those two episodes.
3: But I think the interesting thing there is also like restaurant wars bonds people so much that like, they seem as a group, they seem like incredibly tight knit already um, in a way that I like, don't know that I've clocked the same with other seasons. Like they just seem Mm -hmm. so like, Everybody seems close to everybody, which is interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. Let's let, let, You know what? Fine. This is the infinity season. We never stop seeing <laughs> these chefs cooking things. I'm just ready to. We're just going to ride with it forever. It's yeah. great. We're all on the houseboat until the end of time. And You know,
0: I know we said it was a long season, but I like everybody. You know, and I mm -hmm. I, I'm genuinely like excited every time another week rolls around and we're like, hey, let's go. We get to watch more Top Chef. This is great.
3: Let's check in with our friends. Yeah, I love the. Actually, we do. We have a distinct lack of a villain and I'm I've never been happier. Yeah,
0: -hmm. Yeah,
2: it's so Mm -hmm. nice. Everything should be more like the Great British Bake Off.
3: Full agree.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Okay, if we don't have any other predictions, uh, I, I think it's. Time for us to say goodbye. Thank you guys for listening out there. Again, uh, it, let us know if you have any comments, observations at packyourmics.com, on Twitter at Pack Your Mics, on Facebook backslash Pack Your Mics. Um, and it brings us to the end. And I, I, I'm really I, I'm really excited to say this. Chris.
0: What? Oh, no. What? I'm it, so tired. It, I haven't slept.
1: It, <laughs> I, 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 I'm really sorry to say this, but it's also great. It's an honor it's time for you to pack your night knives
0: oh no who's gonna rub vaseline on me i mean bye everybody (laughs) it's been good all
1: right uh thank you so much in portland megan for running things absolutely uh thank you chris and tanya Uh uh-huh yeah you bet thank you sarah
2: Hey, thank you, Kyle.
1: Thanks, yeah, Kyle. thanks,
4: Kyle. Awesome job, Kyle. Yeah. Well, thank
1: you guys very much. Uh, and we hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week for episode nine.
4: Texas
2: <laughs> on fire. Hey. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.